everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from rapidly melting Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And Dan, coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, weird... I Well, no. Where and people come up with their ideas for God yeah. and how weird those ideas are. And what... Look, next time you meet somebody uh, who who wants to tell you about God, just say, okay, what is it? Yeah. Because, Describe honestly, your God. they don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All uh, right. But before that, you should we should tell some stories. We yeah, we should. Oh, indeed. you know what? I'm going to I'm going to interrupt uh these bre- this breaking news. Uh <laughs> okay. to to say you and I are coming up on our oh, 500th episode. <laughs> I know. It's like this is 498. I know. And we've got two weeks, and then it's the 500th, and we have planned exactly nothing. <laughs> we have done nothing. We have thought of nothing. Oh. We are we are literally without plans. So, I don't know, kids. Do you have any ideas? Help us out. <laughs> Call in, write in. I don't know. Find us on Facebook. Any, well, find me on Facebook. Frank's not there. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Facebook. S- somehow, get... Get word to us what we should do. I don't know. We'll figure something. Maybe we won't. Maybe it will go, you know, pass us by unceremoniously. But it seems like something should happen. I don't know what it is. Well, we used to do like, you know, pop a bottle of champagne or. Oh, yeah. um, Or or just really try and get genuinely drunk before the show. That's a terrible (laughs) idea. We could do it. I I can't. I know. We're old now. We've been doing this show for for. 10 fucking years. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like, we're different men. I know. We're, it's crazy. I know. All right, do the show. Okay, Dan. We'll just do the show. Does the name David Archuleta mean anything to you, Dan? It may mean something to some members of the audience, but probably not all. Do you mean vocal phenomenon, David Archuleta? <laughs> Former singing um, sensation, David Archuleta. He was like a runner-up, right, on American Idol back, back in the day, right? Like, was he this, only a runner-up? I don't think he won. He was a finalist. Oh. Well, um, uh, then, then frankly, I don't see why we should even care about him. <laughs> well, uh, here locally, he's something of a, a celebrity. Because he's a Mormon boy. Celebrities, yeah. He was a little uh, Mormon teenager when he went on the show, and then afterwards, uh, he went and served a a mission, and that was a big deal. I remember the press covering David Archuleta going on a mission. Uh, That was that was big (laughs) news here in in Utah. Um, And and the the news about David Archuleta that came out this week uh, didn't surprise me. Came as a shock to literally nobody. Yes. Uh, he came out as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And what's interesting is uh, that he doesn't specifically label his sexuality and his coming out. He just says that he's a member of that, of the broader community. Yeah. Um, he says that he, he did come out um, to his family in 2014 as gay. Uh, but later realized that he had similar feelings for both genders. So, 
bisexual, I guess. Which, but he which doesn't. Which is 100% the moment that a Mormon mother goes, well, then why can't you just be straight? Because <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, he also uh, said that he has less sexual urges than most people, um, mm. which I guess, uh, you know, would fall under the category of asexuality, maybe. Right. Um, That's the A in LGBTQIA. Exactly. Um, and uh, and he also said that his uh, lower sex, sex drive works for him since he plans to save himself for marriage. Oh, my gross. <laughs> Which, if that isn't already uh, a warning sign of things to come in this... Uh, in this story, um, he he says things along the lines of, uh, "You can be part of the LGBTQIA plus community and still believe in God and His gospel plan." Gross. <laughs> boo, boo, you just lost. You're me being there. a bad gay. <laughs> I was just be feeling supportive of David Archuleta, <laughs> and then he went and did that. Um, uh, let's see. So, so let's see. He's uh, struggled with his sexual identity, obviously, for, for quite a while. Um, he says, I've tried for almost 20 years uh, to change myself until I realized God made me how I am for a purpose. And instead of hating what I have considered wrong, I need to see why God loved me for who I am. And that's it's not just sexuality. Can I just say something? Hmm. He did not struggle, and this goes for all gay people in religion. He did not struggle with his sexuality. He struggled with the fucking bullshit institution telling him his sexuality was problematic. Yeah. The struggle isn't, the problem is not your sexuality, kiddo. Yeah. It's the, all of the assholes around you that you're still clinging to. Right. Who tell you that it's not okay. And that is a, obviously don't know if I need to mention this for the audience, but Mormons uh, still don't really accept gay people. No. Now they no, say, literally Mormons they, say are... they do. They say they do officially <laughs> inside the church, but you can't ever act on it. You can never <clears throat> act on it. Right. Right. So any any being gay is fine. Doing gay well no, that's not okay at all. And doing gays Absolutely off. Right. Off, right. Off, yeah. No. no. Uh, which means that being gay is not fine and you're just liars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Is what that means. You're trying to have it both ways. Um, well, he, I, I guess he came out on Instagram, as you do. Mm. Right. Of course. Of course. Sure. Um, He's and, of the uh, generation that would do that. <laughs> uh, he got a lot of support. Obviously, some people, you know, said mean things, but like, um, generally, it sounds like it was mainly supportive comments. Uh, it says, um, uh, one, one person who posted said, it's so important for Latter-day Saints who don't identify as straight to know that we aren't alone. And it's so important for all members to be reminded that everybody has a place in Christ's gospel. Just don't be you. Don't be you. You cannot be you. And, and, and that's the trick here. Like how he must think he gets to be him. In some way, yeah. right? But yeah, then he he's now trying to like to have it both ways. Yeah, just like the church tries to have it both ways, and uh, it it won't work. Archuleta, come and talk to me. I'll I'll guide. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hold your hand and guide you through it. Oh, it's nice. We'll, of you, we'll Dan. be okay. 
<laughs> or talk to Frank. Frank's actually been where you're at. Anyway. Not really. Uh, I was never like a semi-famous. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure former, you were. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no, you were a pretty famous singer for a while there. <laughs> Frank, but ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Frank's history, he was the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls. Mm. Do you remember that back in the day? <laughs> when I was uh, seven years old. When you were eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you had the hair. Um, so, uh, here's an interesting story, uh, that involves two loathsome creatures, one a politician and one a religious, uh, nutball. The religious nutball in, uh, in question is Steven Anderson. Um, uh, we've talked about him quite a bit. He's the guy that has been banned from 34 countries, uh, <laughs> because of his hate speech, because right. he is so awful. Uh, he has literally advocated the execution of gay people and, uh, and like, gleefully celebrated deaths of, of murdered LGBTQ people. And he looks a um, lot like the lead on Lost, the, the doctor he, guy. He looks like his, like, dopey brother who, like, was dropped on his head at birth. <laughs> exactly. Um, Anyway, uh, he got a really, a really kind uh, $5,500 donation recently. Whoa. Uh, at the beginning of the year. Really? From none other than idiot Texas Representative Louie Gohmert. No. Now, if you're wondering how that works, so's everybody including his staff who are, well, they're not wondering how it works, but here's what they're claiming. It was all a mistake. Now to explain <laughs> this mistake, uh, what they say is that uh, the, the Gomert team had hired not Steven Anderson, but a guy named Steve Amerson from Cal uh, a, a singer, a Christian singer in California. Mm. But somehow managed to accidentally write the wrong thing literally on, on the check they wrote anderson ministries so anderson ministries right. not amerson right then they sent the check not to california but to arizona <laughs> where stephen anderson's <laughs> ministry is all of this is making a lot of sense to me and the check was labeled as a, quote, donation, not, not as payment for services. <laughs> no, no, no. The, I buy it. It's clearly, <laughs> you know, I mean, these things happen. Like, like keeping track of, like, where you're sent. Like, no, it's just so you hard. You can't keep track of all of the parts no. of, the, of the machine. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. All uh, the only and the only mistake that they made was every single part of the endeavor. So <laughs> it's it's an easy mistake to make uh, to just get the name, the purpose and address uh, incorrect. I don't know. Thing. Sometimes there are those like mistakes that just kind of start to compile. You know, I can see it happening. <laughs> sure, you know? absolutely. You just you just lose lose track and like things. Just you just. Yeah, yeah, you just keep I mean, going down that road, and you're like, I, I, I don't even know. How, I don't even know how I did all that. Right. Louis Gomert, you know, he's got <laughs> a, a massive Rolodex. He just looked up 
Ander and and the word Steven and uh, just got the wrong one. Well, I just like good luck with this excuse because it's like it, even if you like were like, oh yeah, they just looked up the wrong person, right? It's like right. Well, in your Rolodex, right? Like, yeah. why is he in the Rolodex to begin with? Exactly. <laughs> right. Why, why is this somebody who you would think you'd be sending money to? Right. You why obviously knew you... that it would be a, the difference between a donation and a payment because yeah. of what kind of person it is. Oh yeah, my God. I love it's it. It's all, it's all idiotic. It's all stupid. And uh, it just goes to show that, I mean, even if it was just Louis Gohmert's campaign hired a christian singer why the fuck are you doing that like even that's wrong yes even it, if their excuse is true right it's it's bullshit right but i but, mean yeah uh, it's it, he very clearly intended he thought nobody would notice if he gave five grand to one of the u.s's most notorious hate preachers you know so. what i i have a feeling just because whatever district would actually elect Louis Gohmert uh -huh. um, in the first place. I don't think this is going to be a problem. Oh no, this is not going to hurt him. Like this, this might get us riled up, right? Yeah. But um, I have, a, I have a feeling that his uh, his constituents down there in Texas, yeah, South, South he's in Texas. Texas or something like that. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any problem with this at all. No, not only that, they all think that it's that that it's part of a much larger scheme, and QAnon will be involved or something <laughs> like that. They, yeah, they, of course. They think this is what's going to lead to the arrests of all the pedophile, <gasps> all those damn pedophile liberals. Down payment, yeah. yeah, of some kind. Yeah. Oh boy, you heard it here first, folks. That's right. All right, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, <clears throat> governor of Michigan. Oh yes, right. Um, who, uh, I mean, she seems like a pretty decent figure. She, um, stood up to Trump and all that kind of stuff. And which, which um, worked out great for her until somebody stormed the Capitol trying to, uh, kidnap her. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, anyway, uh, this week she has directed the, uh, the, a Michigan, uh, state department uh, to stop using any state or federal funds for conversion therapy on minors. Oh, good. Hooray. Um, the, uh, her executive directive um, directs departments to explore what further actions can be taken to protect minors from conversion or reparative therapy. Um, and of course, we're talking about the, 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 ther the supposed therapy uh, that you know tries to change someone's uh, sexual orientation, right? Uh, it's which child is, abuse, which is roundly um, re debunked yeah. by almost all the data p available. Exactly says that this is not a possible thing, and it's damaging to the people that are involved. Uh, yeah, uh, in fact, um, so much so damaging uh, that um, you know people who have gone through. Um, any kind of conversion therapy that commute that though that group of people has uh, a higher suicide rate mm -hmm. um almost double uh a typical the the, the rest of the population wow. um and uh and it, it is unclear 
whether um, any uh, state or federal funds in Michigan were paying for conversion therapy. Um, but this is it, it's clear that this is part of an effort, uh, especially on her part, uh, to push the issue and to encourage the uh, state legislature to actually pass a ban uh, right. on the practice. And so this is this is a good thing. Uh, thank you, uh, Governor Whitmer. That's amazing. Yeah. Y- you did a happy one, Frank. <laughs> Wait, how did that happen? I know. How, how did I let that slip through? Nope, nope, nope. You did it. It's it's on it's in the books. You can't you can't take it back now. No takesies, backsies. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to try to delve a little bit into the meeting, the convention of the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh Jesus, really? Uh or Sobap Con Con. <laughs> Sobap. Oh, I was down at Sobap. Oh yes, so it's it's so bap right now. So bapcon. Um. So, so here's the deal. Uh, this a lot has been leading up to this particular uh, annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention. It's it's actually this is actually the first one in two years because last year's was canceled for COVID. Mm. So, a, a, and a lot has been bubbling up. Uh, there's been increase like dramatically increasing pressure for the Southern Baptist Convention to actually, you know, do anything about uh, uh, about sexual misconduct from their pastors, which up until now, the thing that they've done is tisked and said, hey, we don't like that. <laughs> right. Uh, but they haven't actually done anything. And, and it looks like. Uh, there's a lot of the same sort of thing that Catholicism does, which is if, if a ba- you know, if a pastor is disgraced, he just runs off to another state and, uh, and starts up again. Well, yeah, that's what you do. <clears throat> also, it doesn't have to ruin your life, right? Just, it should, and, and why should it? Just it's because unfair. you ruined someone else's life doesn't mean it needs to ruin yours, right? Turnabout is not fair play. <laughs> uh, let's, so anyway, there's that. And then there's been this whole big kerfuffle that we have talked about, uh, Frank, uh, revolving around critical race theory and race relations, because uh, I don't know if you know this, but Southern Baptists aren't always great on race. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And usually, I mean, there are plenty of black Southern Baptist congregations but the fact that you can say that there's a black congregation and a white congregation means that there's still a problem. And also, uh, and so, you know, with the whole, with George Floyd's murder, everything got, the dial got turned up to 11. Uh, and so you, literally what's been happening is that there have been factions that are now at war within the Southern Baptist convention. There's a, a, uh, a more of a rabid conservative uh, right that is trying to literally get back to like Jesus's time where they, (laughs) they believe in complementarianism, which is, which is basically just uh, women shut up, men are in charge. Right. Uh, It's a really nice way of saying it though. Doesn't that sound nice? Complementarianism. Yeah. It means the sexes complement each other. Like he's in charge and she just shuts the hell up and does Mm -hmm. whatever she's told. 
and and that's the compliment. It's biblical, Dan. Yeah. It's yeah. biblical. And also, How can you argue with it? It's in the also, Bible. It is in the Bible. That's correct. <laughs> and that's their argument is that these liberals have been pushing us away from the Bible. Um, also in the Bible is plenty about uh, everybody about everybody sort of keeping to their own group, uh, which is why they don't like critical race theory at all. And oh, we reported that the uh, the 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 Southern Baptist uh, Seminary convention leaders and i don't know who they are they they were they wrote a big uh paper saying it was they were against that the critical race theory was incompatible with their religion but others have been fighting for um better race relations uh better uh, you know just a better approach to race in general there's this guy named mike stone who's who is uh who's in the running to be the president of the of the Southern Baptist Convention, he's the president of the Conservative Baptist Network, um, and he was kind of he was kind of the the odds on front runner for it. Hmm. But in the midst of all of this stuff, you know, we talked about a woman named Beth Moore, who was a a very popular Bible teacher who uh, who then left the Southern Baptist Convention, citing. Uh, all of the bullshit with, uh, you know, the gender stuff and the, the race stuff and all that sort of thing. And also citing their support for Trump, which she rightly pointed out. That's not like they shouldn't be like so political. They should be about letting people make anyway. And then a guy named Russell Moore, who was the head of the he was the chief ethicist of the Southern Baptist Convention, left. He resigned and uh, and then there were some leaked letters and uh, and audio from him where he was like, you guys, we, we actually have to do ethics at some point if you want an ethicist. And they were all like, nah, we, we probably don't like that. We're, anyway, we're religion. We don't need ethics. Right, exactly. Uh, so this has been a boil. This has all like bubbled into a full on boil of like who's going to be in charge who's going to you know will the extreme right be in charge will the the people pushing for stronger you know mm. a, a a pull towards compassion a pull mm -hmm. towards you know those things that jesus talked about that leftists like to do uh <laughs> well it turns out that in an upset ed Litton, who is a He's almost an unknown guy. Like nobody even knows who this who this guy is, but has been working like his big focus for the last several years has been on um sort of race reconciliation mm -hmm. and like uh making sure that uh, yeah, just trying to trying to get the races to understand each other and whatever and actually like fighting for some racial justice. He's now the president. What? He won. No, he got a little more than a third of the votes. Uh, Stone, who was the other the other guy, Mike Stone, who was the extreme conservative guy, got almost a third of the votes, but little less than this guy. And then a couple and then another guy got almost a quarter and then another guy. Anyway, wow. so that's so Ed Litton is the new uh, is the new head and. That's interesting to me. I don't know. Can we? I I'm going to just sit here and hope that that means that 
the trend line for our society might slowly be turning around. I don't know. I, I'm just I just need hope right now. So that's what I'm going to use that as. Well, I I I don't want to burst any bubbles. Yes, um, you do. <laughs> I think the trend line uh, is has led us to a crazy place. I don't see it yeah. getting any better anytime soon. And in fact, all this, yeah, I mean, I haven't paid, I don't know what the inner workings of the, of SoBapCon um, really are, but um, I would say skiz. I I think there might be a skiz. I, I think I, they might. I think I that think, because when, when things get a little too, you know, liberal for the conservatives, they always have to skiz. That's yeah, how it works. I, I think it, well, and when things get too uh, too conservative for the liberals, they they also skiz. I mean, you know, they're just following yeah. in the footsteps of the uh, of the Lutherans, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. We I'm I'm hoping for skizzes all over the place. I think skizzing is going to happen a lot. Oh, I love upcoming... a good skiz. You know, oh yeah, like uh, and it's been too long to be honest. Yeah, we we need we, another. We need another. I think I, I'm waiting for the Mormon schism. That's still coming. Oh, but. That will be just delightful if it ever yeah. happens. Like, I believe it will happen. I hope it it'll, will happen. It'll happen, and it will be ugly. Oh, it's gonna be no. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I've got another governor story. Oh, you are you are Mr. Governor right yeah. now. This time, uh, not. So good um this is governor ron desantis of florida Florida. yeah he's Um, fancy he just signed a new bill into law this is (laughs) is, law people can i just say that uh the phrase the the sentence ron desantis just signed a new bill into law is never a good thing Yeah, no. uh, and this one you is, never will. I'm not. I know that I'm not going to be celebrating when you say that. No. Uh, so uh, this new law, um, allow, actually requires. This is not allows. This is requires that each public school in the state of Florida will require teachers in the first period classrooms in all grades to set aside at least one minute, but not more than two minutes daily uh, for a moment of silence. Let that just okay. sink in for a second. Obviously, they would much rather have had prayer uh, reinstituted right. into well, the school. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Yes. It's like, this is, all you kids are supposed to pray. Right. You, you got one minute, get How, a prayer in. However, teachers are not allowed... To make suggestions onto the nature of the, any child's reflection uh, during uh, the period of time. Uh, they are saying that it is a period of silent prayer or meditation. Sure. Um, and, uh, and it was optional up to this point uh, in the state right. of Florida. They, they were suggesting it. Sure. Apparently, it did not. Heavily. Um, yeah. Did not uh, get around and get uh, practiced to... Uh, to their satisfaction over at the state legislature and governor's mansion or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and so they, they're fixing this problem. And, uh, so according to DeSantis, he says it's important to be able to provide each student the ability each day to reflect and be able to pray as they see fit because they couldn't possibly do that outside of school time. Right. 
That is, you can't, just, you it can't is do impossible. That before you get to school, you certainly can't do it after. Yeah. There's just no possible way. Yeah. Uh, I love this. Here's the thing. I love this idea because no kid, like there is going to be one kid who <laughs> like is, who's very, who's very, uh, uh, dutiful young kid who's going to pray every day and they're going to use that for it. everybody else is just going to doodle or be bored or whatever yeah. I, okay listeners in florida and we i know we have a bunch if you have a kid in school probably in high school because this is a, a this is way too ballsy for a, a young kid but what you should tell them to do <laughs> is right at the end of the minute or somewhere toward you know just Sit there, do a prayer, because here's what I anticipate. Eventually, kids will start saying amen, mm. and that'll start be that'll be the virtue signaling or whatever. Mm -hmm. So beat them to the punch and just out loud but quietly to themselves have them say, Hail Satan. Oh god. Just just because it'll be enough that they'll change the law next year. <laughs> Just at the very at the very end, just every time, see if they can get their friends involved. See if they can get every classroom <laughs> to start just saying "Hail Satan" at, just uh, sort of at the end of the the minute. Uh, yeah, I well, love it. It's, uh, it's not good. <laughs> at <laughs> least it's a just. I mean, it really is just a moment of silence. They know they can't do more, so it's really pretty harmless. I don't. I don't see a lot of harm coming. Oh, from I. This. I have a problem with silence. <laughs> I do not silence care for it. it. Yeah, I, I will All not right. abide it. <laughs> I do not allow it in my house. This is dead air. I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I. You know, um, Aladdin had a magic carpet. Oh boy. And now, the. Uh, the Arab world has a new uh, version of that. It is the e-prayer rug. <laughs> what? Uh, as as you know, Muslims are required to pray five times a day. Uh-oh. Facing eastward. Does, and frequently, <laughs> they have a rug for this purpose. Does this, does the prayer, or does the, 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 the rug do the praying for you? N no. Oh, it should. That would be good. Yeah, that would be a lot better. You yeah. just take a quick nap. The rug does all of the work. <laughs> you crawl up on no. your on your uh, carpet square. Yeah, that's right. No, this rug has a little uh, a little. You know, you've got the 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 rug part, and then at the front of it, it it kind of flips up, and it's got a. This is the saj sajda e rug, mm. and basically. It reminds you what the words are to the prayers, and then uh, and then has a little display to to, to show you what uh, the motions are because they got a whole head, shoulders, knees, and toes thing going on that they've yeah. got to do. What kind of terrible Muslim are you that you need this thing? Like I thought they they know this. That this is like just well they know it by heart, right? Like I mean, or one of the you're pictures a new convert is that what it's for? Maybe like, one oh, of the pictures shows a child. Okay. Uh, doing it and then they very th this is a good point they uh th they say it's good for people with alzheimer's uh or people with dementia <laughs> who don't might even be forgetting. know they're praying right exactly Allah still requires those who are not capable of <laughs> of being of having the awareness 
of prayer. But you're right. still required to pray. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Grandma. Get on get on the the rug. <laughs> anyway, on. uh it's it's, it's it's the latest in prayer uh technology <laughs> from Sadja, the your provider of all of the best. It by the way, tell me about what you think of this. Sadja Sajda, I don't mm. know how to say it. Okay. Has a logo. Okay. Are they allowed to do that? It's an image. It's a picture. Like a like I don't know. It's a I mean it's got their name below it, but it's got a little You would think it would be sort some of, sort of Arabic scrawl. It's it's not pretty. that though. It's no? it's it, it I think it's I think it's meant to sort of be kind of an onion dome. Uh, it's meant to represent an onion dome, and then it's got three figures, like just sort of stick figures, balls, with the the center one just has a line coming down, and then two that look like they're bending over. It's it's just I, I mean, it's as long abstract. As, it's, as long as it's not the Prophet Muhammad, right? right. How like, do we know it's not? I think it probably is, and we should think probably write in. We should probably write in and be like, "Excuse me, I'm pretty sure you put the Mo Prophet Muhammad <laughs> you on put your an logo." Image. And we're gonna fatwa you. Just you so put you know. an image of the prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, <laughs> you guys are fatwad. You guys, you guys are jihaded. We're jihading you. All right. Well, there you go. If you would like to jihad us for anything, please, please don't. Feel, please don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I do not uh, want just, to jihad. <laughs> anyway, write into us. Instead of jihading us, just tell us what your problem is by writing into us <laughs> podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone Ooh. number is 424 666 8442. Stick around. We have some voicemails and some emails coming right up. Dan. Yes. Now is the time on the show. On Sprockets when we dance. <laughs> when we get to listen to a deranged lunatic from the religious right talk to us about yeah. something Th stupid. This is a this is a pastor who goes by the name of Shane Vaughn and looks for all the world like uh Jerry Lewis's dumb <laughs> younger brother. Uh and he, uh, he, he's got a warning for all of us because let me tell you something. The United States is, if we, if you think that the U S is, uh, is doing okay, you got another thing coming. Cause we're, uh, we are North Korea and he's <gasps> going to tell you how. Oh no. They want to make illegal and they have in North Korea any messaging that is out of sync with what the government is saying. It is a huge deal. Why? Because not it's somebody said, well, that will never happen in America. It already is. Control the way the people think and then make those that think contrary to the masses belittle them to such a place to where they're all a bunch of freaks. They're all a bunch of fringe, fringe people. Do that and then kill them. They brought fear 
to those citizens that watch that man get shot and killed, and yet every day in America, YouTube, Facebook, and all of the others, which are agents of the state, do the same thing. They kill those that bring in foreign information that doesn't line up with what the government agrees with. Any reactionary thought to what the government tells you is good for you, in North Korea, they line you up and shoot you. Oh, in America, they don't do that? Really? Do you not know that the best way to kill somebody is to shut them up? To destroy their influence? Destroy their voice? Destroy their credibility? That's all you have to do. It's the same thing. They shoot them in North Korea and they kill them in America. This is why any infringement on free speech in this nation must be fought against at every level. Every level. We must, we must, we must push back against any infringement on free speech. This man was killed last week. I have friends in social media that was killed. You know how you kill them now? You don't take out a bullet. No, 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 no. You pull their account. You know how they killed President Donald Trump? They didn't pull a bullet through him. They did something worse. They destroyed his ability to speak. You better wake up. You better see how North Korea is no different than the United States of America under its current administration. I mean, wow. That is a, yeah. a harrowing uh, uh, warning. I know. I, I, and it, I mean, nobody's allowed to say anything anymore. Clearly. Right. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is the word that we get constantly from these far right people. On their widely viewed shows that they love to go on. Tucker Carlson on his like hugely rated program will tell you all about how conservatives aren't allowed to speak anymore. Oh my God. And that it's equivalent to being killed, even if it were true, right? Right, Which it's not. But like, like, that it's just like being killed. And they didn't have to assassinate Trump. You don't, you don't take out a bullet. You just... Okay, I, oh my god it's really amazing uh, i love i love here's what i love mm-hmm. i love that the government he's he claimed that twitter and you know the the social media platforms are actually the government yeah yeah when was donald trump banned from twitter yeah no kidding that happened when he was the government yep how did that yeah okay anyway you know it, make, it just it makes total sense yeah, it all look all it makes is sense. That's and I will uh, say, he 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 does actually sound like he might be Jerry Lewis's younger brother as well, <laughs> like Southern younger brother. Yeah, right? yeah, like he just needs to come I, out with a or whatever. Yeah, yeah, if 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 every now and then he was just like, and this is just like South Korea's island is like. <laughs> It's the same. It's the the same same. thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, we had some folks write into us, call into us, so uh, I'm going to dive on in here. This is from Elise, a.k.a. Dr. H. Dr. H writes, Dear Frank and Dan, I'm writing to add my two cents to the discussion of education and critical thinking. Hmm. As a university professor, I am deeply committed to helping my students develop analytical skills that are vital to personal development, social awareness, and responsible citizenship. A.K.A. she's a pinko commie is what she is. <laughs> uh, I share the tools and encourage the practice of critical thinking, and this is an objective I share with all my colleagues throughout the university, or at least is a mandate because I'm not in everyone's classroom and some professors are better than others. Mm. In this context, I was troubled by recent caller Donnie's lauding of the hard sciences over social sciences. One can learn the scientific method and still be racist, sexist, classist, homophobic, ableist, or support many other ills. One can study chemistry or physics and be an atheist and yet argue the poor just aren't pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. And many of us know doctors, MDs, who pray to Jesus before performing surgery, or at least every Sunday. This is to say that Donnie may have had some poor sociology or psychology professors, but the social sciences offer vital criti critical thinking skills in courses from psychosexual development to social deviance. And this is all the more important to state because I am a professor in the humanities. Oh, no. I teach... Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I teach uh, courses in film studies and literature that absolutely emphasizes critical thinking. Uh, from my offerings on Holocaust survivor literature to women, immigrants, and the American dream, vital to my courses uh, in the English department are the way literature can hit you both in the head and the heart, and uh, at best producing an emotionally connected critical response that can shape views uh, of self and, and world in powerful ways. Uh, she's... So thank you very much for that, Elise, uh, Doctor H. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll just go ahead and trust you that that you're that you're doing the Lord's work out there. I think I'm sure you are. So that's great. Oh, wonderful. Um, should we do a voicemail? Yes. Um, we have a caller who's responding to a story I think we did last week uh, about um, the new chicken sandwiches that are hitting the market. And uh, in <laughs> response, right. we were talking about, we were talking about Chick Fil A, Chick -fil -A. Um, and uh, so uh, she she calls in on that on that topic. Yeah. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Chantel. I have been loving the show for about a year and a half now, and I just want to say I have tried all of the um, Chick Fil A chicken sandwich knockoffs, and the Burger King one is the best. I recommend the spicy chicken sandwich. Enjoy. Bye. Well, there you go, uh, Elise. Thanks for that. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I tend not to like Burger King, but I'm willing to give their chicken a try. Oh, the uh, flame broiled, Dan. Well, and also, you know, if they're still donating to, uh, to what was it, the HRC or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pfft, Absolutely. Go buy a chicken sandwich. Um, yeah. Also, no, we are not getting paid for plugging. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Fucking Burger Why King. Why aren't we getting paid? Burger King, give us money. God damn it. <laughs> We're literally just talking about it. It sounds like product placement. It's not. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, hey, Frank and Dan. This is, uh, this is from a... Uh, this is an unsigned email. Uh, I don't know that that's 
on purpose, but it is. Anyway, hi, Frank and Dan and podcast listeners. Oh, that's nice, addressing Ooh, the other hey listeners. everybody. Uh, did last week's episode about Greg Ab- Abbott... Greg Abbott's ridiculous abortion restrictions absolutely piss you off like it did me? Well, one thing that can help is the Satanic Temple's religious reproductive rights campaign. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of listeners are members of the Satanic Temple or aware of it, uh, but I just wanted to put it out there as a friendly reminder, the Satanic Temple may be able to help you circumvent some of the unjust restrictions states put on women for daring to have their own bodily autonomy. Hmm. One uh, one campaign the Satanic Temple did was sending Greg Abbott religious abortion ritual cards, <laughs> but it looks like it's no longer available in their shop. However, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can contribute towards the Satanic Temple's legal fund and send Greg Abbott a Satanic postcard, letting him know that we all that we will not stand for his bullshit. <laughs> Let's do the devil's work and make abortion available to all women who need one. Uh, I think that's great. I, 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 so far, see, here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't like endorsing organizations cause you know, they can change and satanic temples a relatively new organization. And I, I, I don't fully trust them yet. <laughs> I don't know what it takes for me, but so far they have done, uh, good work out in the world. They are, uh, they are yeah. a strong and awesome organization. If you don't know about them, look into them and yeah, give them your money. I think I think they're uh, they're worthy th- of it. They're out on the front lines. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, what's uh, let's do another voicemail. Yeah, okay. This uh, caller um, has a question for us um, about street preachers. Oh, and kind of like what's going on there? What's up with street preachers? <laughs> what what's the deal with those? <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Autumn from Alabama. In the Bible Belt, some towns have more churches than anything else, so you might run into a pastor now and then. Like in college, you'll have that guy outside preaching and trying to get everybody to go to church and stuff like that. So for a college town around here, that makes sense because people believe that you go to college to become liberal and you lose your faith and stuff. But I also run into them sometimes out and about. Earlier today, there was one at a gas station. No one was really listening to him or anything, but... My question is, why do you think that they do that specifically around here? Like in Alabama, it's one of the most religious states in the country. If they were really being sincere about it, wouldn't they go places that there are not very many believers? It just strikes me as really like performative and looking for some pushback. Do they do that in Utah also? Anyway, um, thank you guys for doing the show. I'm always looking forward to a new episode. Um, Take care, y'all. I think that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually, I actually have some theories on this that are supported by nothing but my own brain. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. Uh, so don't, t- so you know, don't think that I'm basing this on any kind of actual anything. But I don't think that the point is to actually get conversions. Oh, I don't think that's the point of Mormon missionaries. I don't think that that is the point oh. of okay. the Jehovah's Witnesses in the subway. Mm. I don't think that's the point of any of it. They are, if they get someone converting, that is shocking. <laughs> that is like, that's like they are screaming. Uh, th- but that's not what they're out there for. What they're out there for is the psychological trick of 
being rejected by society. Mm, yeah. Because it plays so well into their persecution narrative mm. and into into their narrative that the world is wicked and that they are good. And yeah. so they go out into the world and they preach to people who already have heard the fucking word <laughs> and have either accepted or rejected it one way or t'other. But everyone that's rejected it if they grumpily say, please leave me alone, that is confirmation that this, that Satan is out there mm. and, uh, and, and, they, and they have an enemy and the world is wicked and evil and they are the good ones. Right. And then they come back to their loving, embracing group on Sunday and it just psychologically cements everything. Yeah. I would also add, add to that that there's a lot of power in... Uh, repeating things out mm. loud, right? That like the more you hear yourself say, you know, that you believe in Jesus, the more you kind of believe it yourself, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's that, a... that, that, that that's a huge part. I know that that's a huge part of like sending nineteen-year-old young men and women now, um, or twenty-year-old women, um, as Mormon missionaries out into the world. Right. right. But it's it's to try their darndest to hold on to the next generation. That's why Mormons do it. Right. Because it, right. Because the kids get out there and it's like the ultimate brainwashing technique. And I would I would bet that for this, a lot of these street preachers, they might be having their own doubts. Right. And they might mm. be having their own little weirdo struggles um, and uh, and getting out on a, on, a, on a street corner or a gas station. God. Jesus, that is, that is bleak. <laughs> like, a gas station in Alabama. Someone's just trying to go, please love Jesus, please. That is some sad shit right there. Yeah. Um, and and to answer the question of whether we have the, that style of preacher at gas stations in Utah. Now. Oh, thank God we don't. It is so <laughs> good. Mormons don't do that kind of... No, they don't do yeah. that. They go door to door, right? They go door to they, door. They be crazy. They go do their crazy by by uh, knocking on doors. Yeah. Um, oh, man. And, uh, and apparently in Alabama, they do their crazy by <laughs> preaching at gas stations. Oh, so sad. Oh. It's just the saddest thought in the world. Yeah. But it, it both equally crazy, in my opinion. Just, uh, next time that. you pass, next time you pass by, that, so yeah. Next but. time you pass by a, a, a preacher out at, at, in a sad spot like that, just give them your change. Yeah, <laughs> just just act like act like they need help because they do. I will also say that there's power in as this is speaking as a former Mormon missionary. There's power in shared humiliating experiences. Right. Right. That you that these these are these fellow missionaries are your comrade not uh, comrades in arms. Right. That, that yeah. these are the people that you're going and, and, and there are humiliating experiences that the pressures of being a Mormon missionary, you end up doing these things. I look back on and just like cringe um, at, at, at just how. <laughs> wretched some of the experiences were especially in retrospect we're just like oh my god what the fuck how did i get wrapped up in that you know except yeah. for the fact that i was born into it and pushed out onto it and everything but again i think it would probably be the same thing for the for the for any kind of street preacher that they have other people that do the same thing and it and it 
helps them gel as a community. And when yeah, when you come back to to your to your congregation or to your people and you say, "Hey, they uh they were mean to me. They were horrible. It's a mm. wicked wicked world out yeah. there." And then they all say, "Yeah, I had a similar experience." Man, aren't we glad that we're here together? Let's hug. Let's 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 praise Jesus together. Yeah. You can't just, believe yeah. what happened to me at the Piggly Wiggly. You Ex- know. <laughs> this is- I was over to the Shell station. <laughs> you have no idea. Barbara was at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. All right. One more question. It, we're halfway through June, which uh around these parts uh is supposed to be uh pride month yeah for the lgbtq uh plus community and ashby has a question uh hello frank and dan i have a few questions is primarily for frank oh but i'm interested in what you both both of you think about this topic for context i am a cis straight white male okay a couple of years ago i ordered a grab box on evolvefish.com one of the items included was a pride flag that says peace across it is a very cool item, but it has been sitting on my bookshelf for two years. Hmm. Earlier this week, I realized I should hang it. Hmm. It's Pride Month. We already have one of those holders in our house. I just need a poles. I go to Home Depot and buy it and hang the flag. And then I start thinking, is it okay for me to hang this even though I'm not gay? I looked it up online and found an, found an article written by a black trans woman that there are two kinds of allies that actually do things. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, two kinds of allies. Those that actually do things by donating to HRC and other organizations, giving directly to, to members of that community, etc., and those that adopt the flag but don't really do much else. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Ashby goes on, I have donated to HRC. Uh, I wholeheartedly support the LGBTQ plus uh, community, we have a good amount of people in our lives who are in that group, and I hung the flag to show my and my wife's support for them. I figured hanging it is better than uh, it being folded on my bookshelf. Am I wrong? Well, Frank, take it away. Well, I mean, who am I to tell a uh, white heterosexual male what to do? Um, That's right. That's right. <laughs> you shut you up. Get, <laughs> you, get, you guys get to do whatever you want. So, um, That's right. A privileged you... person is talking. Hush. <laughs> let, me, let me expound on this. Uh, no, I, I think personally, I think it's huge to, to see the flags everywhere in the month of June. And I drive around a lot for work. And I'm out in the suburbs a bit, and uh, and I it, it's it, it always surprises me, and it also always makes me feel good when I see a flag in in a part of the city or suburbs that I, I just wouldn't expect it. So um, yeah, just think about think yeah, about I, I, the gay kid in your neighborhood mm-hmm. who thinks he's alone, who yeah. thinks that no one out there cares, yeah, because because he's being raised by some you know, conservative Christian parents or whatever. I mean, there might be a little bit of virtue signaling with it. I don't know if that's, I don't know. Um, For some people. Then signal virtue. Then then I, I, yeah. On this one, I think it, it, it absolutely please, um, please fly it. I I think it's a, it's a great thing. And, uh, and, you know, I, I think the point um, of the article that you found where it's like, you know, there's two different kinds of allies. Yeah, it's probably true, but I'll take all the allies that I can get. Right. Right. Like, like why, why am I going to try to like make some allies feel bad 
for for the allyship allyship that they're willing to 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 give right like that just doesn't make sense to me so and flying a flag is not nothing depending on depending on your neighborhood it oh can God. mean the world yeah i know a guy who's out in the middle of a really nice neighborhood in sandy and he had a guy who literally stopped in his big truck out in front of his house where he has like his two pride flags and uh and he ends up having to like go out because the guy is just out there staring at his house for so long and he ends up confronting him and and he he um films a video of him of the conversation and everything of like what are you doing right and uh and he, i think he handled it actually pretty well but um but yeah i mean it 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 is in some areas you're making a statement and yeah. and i think that it's uh it's a power it can be a really powerful one and then in the areas where it's easy just to f- to to fly a flag that those areas like the, i think it it has to just make members of the community well i can only speak for myself it makes me feel good you know to drive through an area yeah. and there's just pride flags everywhere you know my neighborhood yeah. i'm pretty lucky like there's flags everywhere in this neighborhood right and it's yeah. it's awesome. Like it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel welcomed. You know. So there you go. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have two new patrons over on Patreon. Uh, we have a new deacon by the name of Nick. So Nick, thank you, Nick. Uh, and we have a new priest by the name of Keith. Wow. So thank you, Keith. Um, and uh, if you'd like to join these two uh, in their support of the show, you can you can do so. You know, you can just go over to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab. Yeah, and it gives you. A- I'm gonna remi- I'm gonna remind our listeners mm-hmm. we are entirely listener supported. Yeah, this is true. the only way that we get any money for this thing. So if if you like the show, if it's something that you feel like you want to support, mm-hmm. this is the way you do it. This or you give us a five star review. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, we take five-star reviews. That's, and you're that's allowed true. to do both. You're just totally allowed to do both. You can do the five-star review and give us money. It's, uh, it's That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and as I was saying, there's there's two different ways you can go. You can go PayPal, you can go Patreon. Um, and uh, we, we super appreciate any and all of the, the support. And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, but... Uh oh, we got something to 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 say, um, because there is Austin, um, but Tide is demonium. Whoa, so, we have a Tide we have for a tide. we have we have we are in a double deity situation I here, people. Know. Yeah, I know, Dan. How do you do this? Rivals? No, no, they are co. <laughs> They are, they are, they are, uh, they are partners in crime. Oh, wonderful. Uh, they are co-lords and saviors and, uh, and blessings are upon both of them. Thank you guys so much. Thanks guys. Dan. Yes. Oh my God. Oh God is just, he's everywhere. Right, <laughs> he's everywhere these days, Dan. He's everywhere and nowhere. Oh. He is all things and he is nothing. Oh my God, that makes so much sense to me right now. Right, I'm also high. <laughs> <laughs>
So right, exactly. <laughs> well, so okay. So what launched the idea for this topic mm. is that uh, Rachel Held Evans, uh, who who was a, uh, a a very popular Christian author, mm. passed away a few like a while ago, okay. a couple of years ago, I think. Okay. Uh, but before she died, she had been working on some children's books, and they've just released one of her children's books. Oh. And the children's book is called, What is God Like? And oh. the cover has this cute little kid writing inexplicably on a narwhal. And, is that uh, is the staring, narwhal God? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Staring up into uh, space. <laughs> so the question is, so yes, it's a good question. What is God like? And I can see why you would want to sort of help children conceptualize mm. this being mm -hmm. because it might be a tricky concept to understand. Yeah. So. Yeah. No kidding. Like there's this thing that nobody's ever seen. Right. Right. That created everything. Yeah. And yeah. literally uh, nobody's ever seen it is part of the conceit of the thing. So I'm going to read some passages from the book. Oh no. Uh, just because I think we all need to to know what it says. You don't you don't have a copy, do you? No, no, no. I'm just I'm I, I'm looking on Amazon's uh <laughs> it gives you some sneak peeks into the page. Okay, so, fair enough, fair enough. Uh and and by the way, the uh the, I hate the illustrations on this thing. It they don't make any sense. Okay. The, yeah, the kids riding a narwhal and the, and then they're floating in space inexplicably and that anyway. Um so what is God like? That's a very big question, one that people from places all around the world have wondered about since the beginning of time. Oh. Well, that's just not true. <laughs> and while nobody has seen all of God because God is far too big for any of us to fully see, we can know what God is like. Now, if you were going to tell me what? how to figure out what, how to tell a child what God is like, this is not how I would open. My, the, <laughs> Evans's opening gambit is, God is like an eagle, oh? sharp-eyed and swift, with wings so wide you can play under their shadows. Okay. God is like a river, constant and life-giving. When you grow near God... You'll sprout up strong as a tree. I'm already confused. This is baffling to me. <laughs> I'm a grown person who understands metaphor pretty decent. I'm uh, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm uh, I'm a relatively smart person. But oh my god, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Uh, then there are some pages of just kids frolicking and literally hugging a tree at one point there's an otter for some reason god's like an otter some kids playing with some sheep and then god <laughs> fuck stay with me here people you can we can do this together god is like the stars forever present and bright even when they feel far away you can always look up and see them winking at you Oh, God. Now, can anyone see any problem with telling kids you can always look up and see stars? Because I can see the sky right now through my window, and it's daylight. There's no stars. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I think anyway, you gotta go with her on that one, right? Like, sh- okay, fine. Because like, okay, sure, you can't see stars in the middle of the day, but God is like the stars, and He winks at you. Like, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh my God. How how was any of this helpful in <laughs> conceptualizing? The tyrant of the Bible. <laughs> well, the grand... Better this than biblical God. Right. Right. Well, like... that's that's the big problem, right? Is that you can't really teach... I mean, they... But they do. They tell the kids the stories oh, God. Of, the, of God murdering everyone on the earth other than those seven people in a boat. Yeah. And we're all supposed to be like, oh, yeah. Like, kids are supposed to go... Yeah, that sounds right. Well, but it's told to you by your parents and smiling teachers. And yeah. and it's like, and everybody around you just kind of believes it and has no problem with it. Right. So that idea just must not be a bad thing, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Like global uh, oh, genocide. Uh, I'll right? just take it on face value that everyone but seven people we're wicked right quote unquote wicked yeah well everybody is a sinner i mean that's easy right yeah so i mean (laughs) except those seven except those seven i guess it's just Uh, but the whole point of the whole thought process the, the 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 thought experiment of actually conceptualizing god it's kind of one that they don't run they don't actually do the like I've ne- I've been to plenty of churches mm-hmm. and at no time has anyone ever said to the congregation let's really try and dig down and figure out who this god character is. Well the the thing that like was was sort of baffling to me growing up Mormon where you do believe that that god is like like a man, right? Literally right. the figure of a man, right? Yes. With body and everything. Right. Um, it kind of blew my mind that like other Christians have this more sort of nebulous idea of God, right? Yeah. Not cor- corporal, right? Corporeal or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and, and sort of more sort of wispy and ma- magical or whatever. I don't know. Um, and like, like that blew my mind. I was like, well, <laughs> that's not God. <laughs> that's like crazy town. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like if, if you are sort of mainline Christian and you don't believe in like the Mormon God, um, teaching a kid about that is really hard. Right. Yeah. And so that's clearly what she's trying to address. But then it's like, (laughs) God's a kitty cat, you know? Yeah. God, God is a rainbow. God is, uh, no, no, he's not a rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make sure stole it. we're clear on that one. God yeah, is not a rainbow. Yeah, at this point. God is not a rainbow. That is, yeah, that, oh my God. Can, <laughs> it, can I just say though, uh, I equate this to, and I'm about to piss off a few of our listeners. This is the same as ever, as everyone that I know who is quote unquote spiritual. Because every time I ask somebody, okay, well tell me about spiritual. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? Well... I don't know. I mean, it means I'm connected to the universe and it means blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no there there. There's just a bunch of platitudes and it, it, it eventually ends up unraveling if you dig deep enough so that, and eventually you get to, well, it, you know, I, it's just the mystery of the universe. And, 
I feel like it's the same thing. Mm. Eventually, like, you can't, you're not allowed to dig any deeper than X. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you're not. Because there's nothing there. Right. Because once once you, like, push it to its logical conclusion, it disappears on you. So anyway. Yeah. I don't know. There, God. I mean, the the... The truth of the matter is, if you read the Bible, you know God is a dude. God is just a petulant asshole who, like, doesn't have anything figured out, keeps messing up, and then, like, every now and then he actually apologizes. That's what the rainbow was supposed to be. God himself, <laughs> ma- like, apologizing for, like, killing everybody. Right. It's, I mean, the whole thing, he he literally is a character. He is, like, he is a person who is awful and just trying to make his way out there in the universe with these weirdo <laughs> things he created. That's what Makes I've Makes me think to. of that, uh, who's the singer, the... Yeah, what if God was one of us? <laughs> I don't know. Is that Amy Grant? Something like that? Just a slob like one of us. <laughs> God is one of us. <gasps> and it's the saddest thing I can imagine. Oh, golly gee. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, if you have a concept of God that you would like to share with us, or if you want to tell me why my theory about us being spiritual is so wrong, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page and click the like button, will ya? It's easy. It's just facebook.com slash TGIatheist. That's not hard. And if you'd like to join one of our two members-only lounges, we have one on Facebook and we have one on Discord, please go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. And there's links that will get you to where you need to be. Yep. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, friends, for tuning in. Bye-bye. Line was, I just don't have time for a jihad at the moment. <laughs> I'm just, I have too much going on. I don't I have d- time uh, for a jihad. I can't. I can't make the time for this. <laughs> could you? Could we reschedule this, please? You guys, honestly, <laughs> you picked, I would. You picked a hell of a day for a jihad. <laughs>